All right, here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Turin Giants podcast, episode number 231 on October 31st. What a coincidence. Happy Halloween, kids. This is the longest running Juventus podcast. My name is Farhad. I'm the host that loves you the most. And I'm joined here by my YouTube gurus, Dave and Dash. What's up, boys? I think you are more well-known by now than, than I am. Like, no joke. Uh, at Not least on I the YouTube. Well, no. Yeah, at least on YouTube. But like when it comes to social media, we're like we're pretty much non-existent because <laughs> we yeah, don't use it. And I, and I and I like that. You know, I'll, I'll keep the social media part going. But you guys are awesome for uh, creating such a great community over there on YouTube. And if you're listening to this and you're not part of our YouTube channel, you're no friend of ours. Uh, yeah, subscribe. Great stuff. I I listen to it like a listener. Like I. I'm, I want to be more on YouTube, but I do enjoy it as a as a listener and as a viewer as well. You guys are you guys are awesome. Here's for you, Alessandro Belpiero. I heard I need to put him up right up to the mic, so I'll do this. I know. think the problem with those things is when you're holding them, it doesn't it doesn't. Well, that's why I have to hold it. Like on that. <laughs> I don't that's, think that's the compressor can said. handle it. You have wow. to mount it onto a plaque, you see, and then you have yeah. to hold the plaque. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have any other stuff, any anything else to do. It's you fine. Can, Just do better. <laughs> <laughs> you guys can watch this or listen to this on our Spotify channel. Uh, also view this as a YouTube um, YouTube listener, whichever way you prefer. We kind of moved on from the audio only format, so you can you can view us now, looking looking all beautiful and doing our thing. Uh, boys and girls, before we get into the podcast, and I have had some. Uh, some topics we're going to discuss. Please follow us on Twitter at Juve Podcast, at Turing Giants, at Turing Giants on Instagram. Ways to listen to us, I've already described. Um, that's pretty much it. TuringGiants.com, always, always stuff available that is probably haven't been seen by you. So please check out TuringGiants.com. So... Like I said, happy Halloween, boys. Anything? You guys are dressing up? No, I, I guess the biggest PSA with this one is I'm sorry if doorbells ring and dogs start barking, going crazy, because it is yeah. Halloween and we're, uh, it's a little early, but the, the young ones might, might roll through that was, and cause a ruckus, you know? <laughs> bleep that those was, kids, uh, as Michael Jordan would say. Oh, my God. I love I love that saying so much. Um, so what we're going to talk to you guys about uh, I'll call, I, I will kind of bow out maybe a minute 45 or so. I do have some stuff to do, but I didn't want to leave you guys without a podcast. And Dash, you're the man. You uh, made this made this thing happen. So I uh, I posted a meme a couple of days ago where um, who's the president of WWE, that, that, the wrestling guy, crying? Oh, and then, Vince, uh, the Vince McMahon Vince meme? McMahon, yeah. Vince McMahon. So that meme is really uh, blowing up. So I put a put a caption that how was Juve's unbeaten season? And people, it, it definitely resonated with people. I though I wanted to bring up the unbeaten season today on this today's on this episode today. We're gonna talk about Soleil. We will talk about eh, a couple of words about the Golden Ball and then the sham that it has become. Uh, we I love how you guys are too American to say it in French, though. Ballon d'Or. I was saying Ballon d'Or. I don't. I, I don't know why. I, I kind of wrote it down. Uh, I wrote just, down 
I just had to make ball, fun. I know Dash always has trouble, so no, I, you, I, I don't. Call, it's because I don't. One. I don't call it the Blondor. I just call it Messi's balls because that's what Mossy's, it is. Yeah, you could call it Messi's eight balls. Octos, <laughs> Octoschlong. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that's a that's definitely a, a point as well today. All kinds of news coming out today. Actually, good good day for a podcast. I know. Yeah, I think I think it was a definitely a, a great timing as well. We'll talk about Coppa Italia and who we will be facing next round. And contract extension season is on, so it's uh, it's a couple of players that we resigned, re- resigned, resigned, and we'll talk about that. Anything before we get into it, guys? Any any breaking news? Anything? Dash. What up? No, yeah, nothing. No. Oh, all right. Well, that was. Well, we're going to talk about the breaking news. Yeah, it's, it's, it's all, yeah, it's all yeah, on deck. It's, it's already, it's already happened. So there's yeah. a, I mean, awesome. Unless, unless anyone wants the NFL trade deadline, but I think it's a totally different sport. <laughs> I think there's been a <laughs> lot of NFL name. talk. I don't, I don't think, I don't think our international viewers really love the, the casual football talk. But it, it's you'd be surprised. Right? You'd be surprised. Yeah. About what? As Dash always or, says, right? just sell them some more American content. And no, we what was it? it was one live stream. We're we're talking. I think it was either talking about the lines or something, and then we went into like a thirty-five minute segue with the chat about NFL. Never thought that would happen. It's a thing. It's a thing. We, we love should, all the sports. When you, how about we do a separate podcast, like once a month, to talk about just nothing? You guys cool with that? Well, it, it won't be that regular. I think once a month, if we get together. And talk about stuff that doesn't involve U of A. What do you guys think? There's always, there's always a time, especially those international breaks. They come up every month or two, right? There, there's always a, a nice little slot in there to do something fun and different. <laughs> Call it the I shit show. It. <laughs> huh, let's do it. All right, so unbeaten season, 2011-2012. So this season comes, first of all, I know, Dave, you said you were in, in kind of a, off the grid. and You you didn't really follow. And that would be yeah, good. Yeah, that year didn't exist well. for me. Yeah, unfortunately, cool. <laughs> I missed that year. That's cool. A lot, I mean, that's a, if you think about it, that's 13 years ago. 12, you know, 12, yeah, 12 was, and a half years, was, yeah, 13 and a half years ago. And many of our listeners haven't caught that awesome, awesome season. And it's, uh, it, it's, it's one of the ones you will remember in 50 years. Uh, well, not you, Dave, but no, uh, no, that's, well, I, I'll, <laughs> I remember for not being home for most of the year, but not for uh, unfortunately, so, the, Dash, will you back me up with some stuff? You got you got memories of it? I got memories of it, but I'm going to be honest with you. I don't really care for it. Like, yeah, it was like the Kickstarter, but like, y- you know, it's, it's yeah, it's a once in a lifetime thing. But my thing is, is like, I hope we don't turn into Arsenal fans and just start talking about it. Like, that's like the greatest achievement ever. Like, no. you ever see the Arsenal guy like, oh, yeah, we're the Invincibles. We're the Invincibles. And it's like, oh, okay, cool. So like, for I me, think, go ahead. You, you. I don't think we talk about it enough, to be honest with you. That's fair. Uh, as fans, I mean, it's a, like our our friend on Twitter, Sunday Sunday League coach. He uh, he said that you haven't been milking it for what it is, but Arsenal still talks about it. So you're right, but I don't think we are. I don't think we're guilty of all that. But yeah, I, I um, don't. And, and that's I think the things. 102. I th- sorry, I think the 102 point season was more impressive, and that was probably that is my impre- favorite. Yeah, it is. But that also it. that also pisses me off because we should have played the Europa League final in the uh, in the turn. It was the Juve Stadium at the time, but the Allianz. But Conte yeah. decided to go for the point spread instead of winning a Europa League title. That 
Yeah, it kind of takes that, was, that, that, that one kind of pisses me off. Those two like, games against Benfica were really, really just yeah, exhausting. Because and... he 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 was like, "Oh, let me go for the point spread in the table instead of winning a year." That that to me was like, I like I'm happy that again I'm. Ha- before people start sitting here thinking I'm a negative Nancy, I'm happy we won it. It's just, it pisses me off what we did for points. Cause we look at it now and it's like, you look at the news, Juve haven't won a European trophy since 1996. And now we're just kind of like, well, well shit. Like we had a chance there. Like clearly we're a better team than any team in that Europa league, anything at that point. And it's just like, yeah. It's like, for example, even if you look at the undefeated season, like, yeah, it's great. But at the same point, we disrespected the hell out of Del Piero. Mm-hmm. Like, like we we disrespected him really badly. Like, we kind of just was like, shoo. Like, you're done. Get out of here. Like, I, it's like great achievements. And, and, and the thing, this is where I give Juve credit for, is Juve are like, dude, we win titles all the time. Like, who cares? Like, we're not going to, you know, make it like Arsenal, where Arsenal's like... Hey, that's the last Premier League title we've won, and that's probably going to be the last one we'll we will win in a while. And that's all they do is they talk about it. Like it's the only thing, right? But for us, it's like, we, okay, cool, great, we've been there, we've done that. Like, who cares, right? But as far as an achievement in itself, it is great because we came up as underdogs and weren't favorites to win that. Even though you can argue and say it was in controversy with the whole uh, Montari goal with Buffon saving it while it was in the nut. Look, you know, hey. It, it technically was a goal, but hey, it didn't get called, so it is what it is. So it's technically a no goal. You can say Rubentis all you want, but it is what it is. Go cry me a river. But uh, it it's one of those things, right? It, it was the kickoff, and it's like I'm happy that it happened, but maybe I'm just like the the robot other group where I'm just kind of like it's cool, I'm happy, but I'm more into like, are we winning it this year or like when's the next one? But again, that's the privilege oh, that you have with being a Juventino. All right, that's fine. I don't really care. You've been like that lately, though, Dan. Yeah. Like, you know what? I, you know what? Screw it all. I don't care. Screw this. He, I've he been, oh, my goodness. Yeah, Tell I've us how you really feel, Dash. <laughs> hey, I mean, that's... Listen, I, I'm not going to bash Dash, but... Huh, bash Dash. Yeah, I mean, hey, we do maybe, all the maybe a lot of so people feel this way, but... I, hey, let's, let's, th- let's look at the positive side of things, kind of reminisce and remember the season. So... Uh, Let's talk about the squad a little bit. Uh, Buffon was still only 34 years old. Uh, <laughs> Kellini, Kellini was just beginning. Then Martin Caceres, who was, uh, I think that was his second stint from Sevilla. He was a, he was a great player. Uh, Fabio Grosso, who just, you know, almost yes. lost an eye two yeah. days ago. That was the great beginning of Barzali, Bonucci, and Kellini. Uh, Simone Pepe, I know, I kind of wish we had a player like him on. On our current squad right now, Marquisio, of course, uh, Pirlo, first season, you know, and from game one, he started, you know, giving us a glimpses of what what is about to come. Del Piero, Quagliarella, Vucinic, uh, of course, Alessandro Matri. We didn't know half of these people, but at the end of the season, this was these were our guys. And, you know, we will be celebrating anniversaries of that, that great run. Of course, Serie A wasn't great that, you know, that year. Uh, a lot of people discrediting in Juve because it was a, it was a weaker league. But no, I, know, I disagree Houston, with that. I, that Milan team was Allegri's Milan team with Ibra. That was a, that was a really solid Milan team. 
that they beat. I, I don't. I'm not a big fan of that sentiment because Roma was also with uh, Luis Enrique too, so they were starting to surge as well. And, yeah. Perhaps not as big a league as it was a few years prior. Yeah, well, of course, but like, yeah, I, I, I disagree with people when they say that. You know, I still think it was pretty decent, and that I mean, Inter was a little bit on the decline, but they weren't completely on the decline. So I don't, I don't know how I feel about people discounting that one. You can discount like the thirteen, fourteen, maybe the fifteen, sixteen, and then the sixteen, seventeen. Like that's fair, but come on, yeah. Come on, anti. Yeah, I mean, this, this, this discrediting, discrediting the word discrediting is not really a good word. Like people disregard it. I'd, I'd say also, but I completely agree with you. It was uh, uh, we didn't have a squad yet to dominate, so a lot of that passion came from from Conte being the coach and uh, the new stadium opening up. I still remember watching the first game against Parma. Uh, two years in a row, you have finished second uh seventh in the league and like i like i told my wife back my girlfriend back then there's no way but up so that first game was so memorable because it just gave us gave all of us maybe a glimpse of hope but little did we know we were going to go unbeaten uh we'll, we'll talk more about the results themselves can you guys tell me well i don't know about dave but can you dash remember who took Spot number two and spot number three and the Scudetto race that year. Milan was two, and then I want to say Roma was three. Udinese. Oh, that's right. That's they oh, had Alexis that's when Sanchez. They were good. <laughs> no, they had they had Alexis Sanchez, and Sanchez went to Barcelona right after. To be yeah. fair, though, so Juve had eighty-four points that season. Milan eighty. Udinese in third had sixty-four. So that was twenty <laughs> points, Brett. That's pretty wild. That's pretty wild. I don't think I've ever seen that ever since. Um, I don't think so. Uh, so some of the memorable games, like I mentioned, the first game of 2011 season, September 11th, was against Parma. We beat them 4-1, and we saw we saw glimpses of what Pirlo was going to do at the club as well with the beautifully placed passes, just beautiful run of play, and uh, Marquisio scoring, Licksteiner scoring. That was a fantastic game. And then uh, – uh, you, you, Juventus beat uh, Inter at their stadium on October 29th, uh, 2011. So that was 13 years ago as well, or 14 years ago. Uh, yeah, 13. Uh, that great game against Napoli, uh, them tying us 3-3, but we were behind. And we, I mean, Simone Pepe, that was, I remember watching that game. And that's, that was Simone's, Simone Pepe's game right there. You guys should absolutely go back and watch the, the highlights of that game. Uh, Milan joined them at home at, at San Siro 1-1. And then towards the end of the season, who who can forget watching Juventus play Lecce at Juventus Stadium? That was supposed to be an easy three points, but unfortunately, Gigi Buffon screwed that one up, uh, gave away a, a cheap goal. They tied us 1-1. And then the, the, the negative negativity of the Juventus brain started creep, creeping in. That was... The next game was really nervy, the game against uh, Cagliari, because we, we didn't think we would be lucky enough to go the, you know, the unbeaten route. But, uh, you know, fortunately, we beat Cagliari at home, at their home, 2-0. And then, of course, last game of Del Piero in Juventus colors uh, against Atalanta at home, 3-1. And he did score a goal. And uh, go back and watch the, the highlights of that season. It's, 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 a, it's crazy how far the league has come, but not really. 
you know what I mean? So my little tribute to the unbeaten season of 2011-2012. Right on, the trip down memory memory lane. How come you can remember yeah. things from 13 years ago, but like you can't remember what happened yesterday? <laughs> we, didn't go, we didn't have an unbeaten run yesterday. But um, we so, do. Uh, uh, we got a couple records uh, building up, like Rugani's uh, fifty clean sheets for Juve, for instance. I mean, that's something. Something uh, at least uh, quiet the naysayers, like all the Rugani hate out there. I, I hope that's dying down a bit now because, like dollar for dollar, he might it's be. It's also, it, it's also the 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 fact that he doesn't play much. So he can concentrate on good games. You know what I mean? I think. But that's hard though down. when you don't play all the time to actually concentrate like that. Like look at yeah. Vlahovic, for instance, right? He misses a couple games due to injury, and it takes him a month to get his form back. So that's a good point. Rugani, you can slot in that. Like that. That's why I love Rugani, because he isn't anything special. We're not paying him anything special as a result, which is good. But you can pluck him. Off the bench could be the thirteenth game of the season. He could have seen none of the pitch yet, and he'd be like, "Daniele, go," and he'll go. No big deal. And he'll get a yeah, clean so sheet out of it, most likely. So we're moving on to our um, our transfer chat. You guys want to talk about the players that were contracts were extended? Dash. I mean, there's only two. Two for yeah, sure. So far, yeah, two. Yeah, yeah it's Gatti, which that one makes sense. You're yeah. locking him up. This. This one, I'm to be honest with you, I'm not a big fan of Fajoli to 28. I am really not a big fan of that. But hey, they might know something I don't. But hey, look, somebody said, why don't we extend Pogba's contract while we're at it? <laughs> why not? At that point, I mean, you think about it. Fajoli technically did a worse crime than Pogba. It's illegal sports gambling on the league that you're playing in. Like, you have an extra hate towards the sports gambling, though. I do, especially because it ruins integrity of the game. Where it's like, for example, you look at Pogba. Pogba was taking extra testosterone to come back from a muscle injury. Where Fajoli was like, "Hey, Gatti, give me 40k. I'm gonna buy my mama watch." Like, I don't know. For me, I don't understand how certain players could trust this guy at this point. Well, I mean, is, you you don't know him personally, right? Is that I don't. One no, I don't. Trait that has sort of failed them. He could be otherwise the greatest man ever. We all have our skeletons. So and that's that's fair, but like they see something I, in him. Maybe Clearly. look, I'm yeah. I'm that's what I was thinking too. I mean, you you cannot extend a guy in the middle of like the scandal, and that's that's hey, that's the team I would want to play play for, you know. Yeah, it, the thing that surprises me is it's it's a five year. It's until twenty eight. That's the one thing I'm a little bit like. Uh, I don't know how I feel about that one. It looks like Can... everything's going to twenty eight though, because if you look at a lot of these youngsters, and now it, it's going to be easier to take Fajoli and say, "Hey, here's a five year contract." Who else is giving you a contract right now? Nobody. So yeah. you lock them in cheap, and you have them for five years. It could actually pay off. It, it could. I I have to see the figures, right? From what I've heard, it's it's going to be a raise on what he's currently making. And, you know, cue the jokes of he needed a raise because Gatti's hunting for him. But, uh, uh, again, I, uh, you know what? Look, I'll give him, if he, if he comes back running in the summer, comes back taking off running, improves his stuff, whatever, look, none the wiser. I won't say anything. But if he comes back. He's on that next- shit list. 
He is. He is, it's, yeah. Yeah. Like, who else? Is, who else is on that? Oh, let's start a segment called Dash's shit list. Who's who else is on your shit list? I'm gonna. I will piss off a lot of people if I start doing the shit list. <laughs> I'm giving you a two minute. I'm giving you a two minute uh, limit on this one, dude. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no, but we'll see. I mean, my concern is whether or not he's going to be able to play on the squad next season because you're away from the game for a year. And if Juve make midfield acquisitions, dude, with all due respect, and if you know, this team is run properly. Fajoli has to fight for a spot back in this midfield. And right now, Moretti is showing signs of growth. Uh, McKenney is showing signs of utility as well. You have Locatelli, Rabio. If you get Samardik, as I like to call him, or uh, Thuram and other pieces, look, there might not be space for him. You might have to get loaned out to get his feet up again. And that's maybe, look, I don't know at this point. So we'll see what Fajoli does. I think I think it's a huge plus that they let him train with the team. I think that's what they're banking yeah. on, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll 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 play him, and they'll they'll train him any any way they want him to. You know what I mean? Uh, what about Gatti? Our, our I, I'm still trying to figure out who he reminds me of. He's a bit of everything. Like, you you can't really shoehorn him. He's yeah. You can't you can't put him in a trope. He's a very hybrid defender. He I wouldn't he's even very class, modern in that sense. Yeah, like. The one thing that I find interesting is how Gatti and Loka interchange on the pitch. When Gatti pushes up, Locatelli slides as that right center back and, and kind of vice versa in, in a way. Where Gatti to me is one of the first, like I thought Danilo kind of had like a Swiss army knife as far as capabilities and tools as a defender. But for me, Gatti kind of trump, uh, trumps him in a sense because Gatti can do an overlapping run. He can do a cross. He has a pretty decent shot on him as well as being able to create the, I think the only issue that I have with Gatti are two things. One, uh, discipline as far as tackles and challenges. Sometimes he can be a little bit too rash. And then the mm-hmm. other thing is his positioning. Right now, there's a lot of instances where I see Allegri essentially yelling at him to stop going so forward. This so, is only his second year at top. It is. As well, I feel that's he, something that will get uh, cleaned up. Yeah, those two he, things are very fixable. Yeah, they are. No, they are for sure. And, and I, I think... Him going up one-on-one with Leal was something that I thought he handled very well. He knew like that. That was a step up he from him last well. season. Yeah, he, he took tactical fouls when he needed to, gotten Leal, essentially terrorized Leal physically because, you know, nothing frightens a striker or a winger more than a defender that hits them, that hits them legally. And he does a lot of that. He'll, uh, he'll just I like, I like put his elbow right I through like, people. <laughs> I, love, I love the passion, to be honest with you. Yeah, he's if a player for Juve. If you play for Juventus, you know if they play. If you play for certain teams, fans really appreciate that hardworking and 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 having fun when when it all works out. You know, you see him jumping on Cambiaso for you know for the celebration. You can see how happy he was. That's that's awesome to see. Yeah, what a what a champ. He's gonna be a champ, anyways. Not yet, technically, but. He'll have some trophies. He'll he'll win a few for the team. And he's well-deserved of that five-year contract. Also on deck, though, going back to our boy, Rugani, Locatelli, Dusan, Sule, and Rabio all looking at new contracts. So the Rabio one's a little bit interesting. There's two essentially essentially options on the table. One is a one-year deal at the same salary, and then the other one is, I believe, three to four million less, but for three years. So essentially... And this is where I respect Gentoli a lot, where Gentoli said, look, here's your two envelopes. Pick one. And that's it. Or if you don't like any of them, deuces. See you later. 
Because yeah. be that it, and be that That's as good it, business. Yeah, it is because yeah, yeah, I, has, I, will, I won't dash to run Juve. Uh, <laughs> Juve uh, or Juve Rabio. Um, essentially, he's had a pretty decent season. I, I could say that. I would like to see him take a couple more steps forward, but I'm not, you know, I don't want to sound like I'm overreacting and saying, oh my God, he's bad, yada, yada, yada. Like, that that's not the case, but my concern is if I'm paying him X amount of dollars, which is a pretty hefty amount, I kind of want him to contribute a little bit more than just what he's doing. Because, like, for example, as a defensive cover, fantastic, great, physical, knows how to cover the game, etc. But as far as really asking for an offensive contribution, you're not getting much. I would might... challenge that if we had that Pogba slot filled with either a Pogba or a similar profile, we don't talk about Rabiot in that way because we don't care. Here's what I think about Rabiot. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. Yeah. yeah. He is, but he's also overutilized too, I believe, as part uh, of the that's, problem. That's one of the things, right? Because he doesn't have a, an, an actual substitute. Because like you would think it's McKenny, but McKenny's playing. And it was like, like uh, you need um, McKenny. It was like Kostic last year. Yeah, where they just kept on using him and using him until it all all of a sudden it was just like he was until he ran out of crosses. <laughs> yeah, there you was know, no cross left. God gave him a certain, God gave him a certain amount of crosses. It's like my friend. Uh, he was telling me a story how uh, he knew a kid and when he when they were growing up. And that kid's older brother said, you're only given a few amount of words to say. And the kid was like five, six years old. So he just stopped speaking. He's like, tell me how you get a five-year-old to stop speaking. I don't know how old he was, but the kid did have a phobia of like running out of words. And same thing with Kostic. I think he has a, he's he's got a phobia. Does he though? Because he's been, he's been spamming them into the back of people's heads recently <laughs> heads back <laughs> asses. he's hit every we should have a heat map of where Kostic just crosses went on the body of a player yeah the hit oh map. boy yeah i know it's Literally. like the, those first person shooter games right you see where your targets hit. i i still don't understand what the hell cambiasso is doing at practice that is making allegra say let me start this guy well he got his goal does that now like move him over the edge it's because it's gotta be it's gotta be something that's going on in training. Like they're unless unless Allegri's got some like unless they got some good ass weed up in Torino or Turin, like I, I don't know what the heck's going on with his thought Which process there. They don't. Uh Italy's but, only got that C B D stuff right now. They, they don't have they, any the trippy stuff. Well they yeah, they go to Albania <laughs> for that. That's why. They import it from across the Adriatic. I get it from my cousin Marco from Trapoya. Um, but no, I did meet some. We did meet some Moroccans that offered us hash. <laughs> oh, there you go. I'm sure you can find it. It's there. Yeah, I, I'm curious uh, because, like, for example, like at this point, I'm about to start putting, uh, start to put Illing Jr. on some milk carton, saying, "Have you seen me last seen at the Continasa?" Because, like, I, I'm very curious. So, I, so here, let, let's do this. Let's do this on a podcast. There's three of us here. You tell me. Now, w- will Allegri start Cambiasso or not? And what do you think? I think it'll be stupid not to, so I'm voting for yes. He's playing Fiorentina. I would say yes. We're playing Fiorentina on the weekend. I, it would have to be a yes. Because after after that, you don't you do not bench a player yeah, that just but, did that. 
But here's the but. Uh, Wea looks like he's picked up a quad injury. So I don't know if Allegri is going to slot Cambiasso on the right because I don't think Who he did? wants. I'm sorry. Timothy Wea. Timmy. Timmy. Uh, did something with his quad. So I don't know if he's out for Fiorentina, but this is kind of one of those things where he's going to probably maybe put Cambiasso on the right because McKenney, we're short in midfield. So I think McKenney plays as a right midfielder again. Which is fine because I, I think Cambiaso and McKenny inverting with each other is actually, is actually pretty good. Um, I could I can see that option just because it is Allegri. He's going to go with a yeah. little more experience. And, you um, know, so here's something crazy. So from what I saw, I forgot, and I can't quote it because I forgot it. I was just browsing the interwebs, but apparently Kostic made team of the month of October. I mm-hmm. didn't see that uh, one, did he? That is wild. Like, is- look. With all due respect, Frederico DeMarco and Teo Hernandez would like to have a discussion with whoever made those ratings. Like, especially Frederico DeMarco. Like, yeah, I that's a bit of a hard look. That is a very hard look to give Kostic team of the month. I, I don't think it's one of the official ones. That might have been like a fan thing I saw on Twitter. But yeah. it's like a fake one when they replace bands at Coachella and they it's like, like fop, the random name. It's like Fop Mob with their match rating system. That's pretty much what it is. Well, it's just the algorithm, right? And yeah, that, it doesn't it doesn't watch the match. It doesn't. Actually it, yeah, it rated him a seven point three five, which I was like, "Wow, that's a stretch." Yeah, it's funny. Costage Rabio, they keep on getting high ratings consistently, even though they've had abysmal games. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes it is deserved, but some it's just like they always get a seven, no matter what. Yep. You guys want to talk about the game a little bit? No, I mean, that we you want to want to wrap up the last two. I think it's Loco, which obviously Loco makes sense because he's a foundational piece, and then Sule. Uh, I mean, he's got more goals than Dusan and Dusan right now. He's at five goals and assist. Yeah, no, with here's the thing with Frozenone, right? It's one of those things where those teams all they do is attack, and that's it, right? Which is great for Sule to develop, but my concern is is like. We don't really play like that here, which the good news is, is he's developing at a pace where Juve's like, look, we're going to back off Berardi and we're going to stick with Sule, which is great. And I know our friend Colin is probably like jumping for joy because I know how much he loves the younger players. 35 to 40 mil they're asking though, right? Like it's just yeah, ludicrous. So obviously Sule, you can, you can say that they were purposely trying to dump him in the Everdeze. I don't, I don't know, but uh, they're, they're giving him an extension, which is warranted. This one. The Doosan one, I'm a little bit perplexed on because of the length. It's only an additional year. So my thoughts are, yeah, my thoughts are this. And look, looking at it from a financial standpoint, they're trying to spread out his current wage and salary because they're trying to make it more economically feasible to move him. Because the way that he is right now, his finances, and you can thank Arriva Bene and Kirobini for this one, for yucking that one up. But yeah, the only time you do a one-year extension on a guy like that, especially when he's not performing to the value, is when you're trying to reduce his impact on the books. Um, maybe, maybe we're wrong, and he turns it up and does, you know, twenty goals in the next ten, fifteen games. You know, I'm happy because we'll probably win the title. Uh, but yeah, the the only contract extension that doesn't make sense is the Deuce on one, unless you're looking at it from. And uh, amortiz- uh, amortizing his his wage, essentially his cost over over multiple years. Yeah, I can I can see that they're uh, less confident. Yeah, than than the other ones, clearly, just by the length of it. 
Yeah, exactly. But yeah, let's get into the match. Uh, frustrating on many levels. Uh, like Keen still not able to. Oh, worth it, oh, worth it though. <laughs> oh, man. That's you okay. Know, so let me let me open this up. So yeah, the game was 1-0, but Farione might get suspended for his little antics. At yes, the, uh... and uh, we still do. Here we go. We got oh, we nice. got it. Threw it back and everything. So yeah, uh, FIGC is looking to suspend him for his actions. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if it's going to go through, but uh, that was interesting because you want to know what happened after is Kine, uh, our good prosecutor that docked us 10 points, was uh, open to prosecuting Federico Gatti for punching Farione, or I think it was Jurich or something. Jurich, yeah. Yeah, Jurich. Which the Italian sports judge said no, because it's not within means. The referee said it was not that hard of a foul. So, yeah, it's not like he just got up and him. clocked him. You know? No, <laughs> but that that kind of frustrates me, right? So, like, you call a foul like that and you take away a goal from Keane uh, because it was air quotes hard, but then my you don't use the same precedence on Chiesa on that foul and we can debate what's an actual foul in the box look the thing is the rule is if i'm making a play for the ball and you touch me before i touch the ball it's a foul in the box you know how many times inter has done that to us and got penalties in the last three years they've gotten four penalties off us by doing shit like that where the ball is rolling in front of rugani rugani's going to touch the ball jaco slips his foot in between it boom penalty that, that happened to us in the italian cup final that also happened to us with uh, Dennis Zakaria. It was two years ago, playing in the Allianz 0-0 game. If we won that, we might have actually potentially pushed for a Scudetto, allegedly. But, you know, Sandro sticks his leg out to try to touch the ball, and I believe it's Chanalogu. Sticks his foot up, takes the contact, boom, foul. So people saying, yeah, my personal opinion, I don't think something like that should be considered as a foul, but I don't write the rules, right? It's not, not on me. Because I know that was one of the things that we had on the call-in show where people were pissed at me for saying that's a penalty, like me saying that's a penalty. And it's like, guys, I understand that it's a soft foul. But when other teams do that to you, you need to take advantage of that as well. It's an exploitation of the rules. And that's what other teams do. Like at the end of the day, five years from now, when we're talking about our undefeated season, we're not talking about a specific game where we're like, Hey, remember that really corny penalty that Del Piero drew or so-and-so drew? No, because everybody's doing it. And my issue kind of bringing this back is I think the officiating in this game was absolutely atrocious. Like that VAR guy should never do another match ever again. No, it's complete ass. Terrible. Absolutely. Yeah, the refereeing. We need to talk about VAR. I mean, I'm sure there's there's podcasts and podcasts you can find that that discuss that. I don't we, think have. we have. I mean, we done we, two separate we, videos we on it. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Go, kids, go back and watch the YouTube uh, Turin Giants and show. If, podcast. if I'm smart, I'll link those videos at the end of this one. Oh, that'll be awesome. That'll be <laughs> awesome. Yeah, because my personal opinion is, I mean, we we were promised to use VAR as the last uh what's the word last resort and now it's it's i understand you know there's an offside that's that's a that's a digital image and then goal line technology is is huge help as well but the referees need to start trying as well am i am i wrong 
That's oh, the refs are definitely all, all of a sudden they're not non-existent. All of a sudden, referees are. We've seen this, and, like, and that's the thing that's so frustrating, because that so many other sports before hockey and the NFL, you know, American football, basketball, just just choose a sport. I mean, pretty much all of them have mm-hmm. done it years before uh, European football decided to do it. And they went through the same growing pains. They did this exact same mistakes. Why can't we learn? Why are we reinventing the wheel? Like, like we're the first ones to do it. That's the most frustrating things about this is that you, you can actually go to other sports, successful sports that bring in billions of dollars and be like, look, that's successful. That's how to do it. Right. So I'm going to, I'm going to argue a little bit. Yes or no. Um, are the refs there? Yes. Uh, are they doing a great job? Eh. But at the same time, we need to look at the governing body and how they dictate the rules, right? So the offside rule originally back, you know, back before VAR was essentially player needs to be online and there can't be a clear unfair advantage, right? Where it's now, if the laser says you're off, you're off. If no ifs, ands, or buts. If my shoelace is detected by the laser, and in this case, you could argue that it was Moise Keen's ankle bone was detected by the laser. You're off. That's the, it's the rule. Like you got people, people can get pissed at me all they want about me saying, yeah, that was offside guys. It's the rule in the book. It, Do I it's agree with the rule? It's no, it's offside. It's technically offside. Yes. But where, where I argue it in this case is what is the actual spirit of the rule? It's to not give, the offensive player an unfair advantage and that is not an unfair advantage because his momentum is actually going forward away from the phase of attack yeah, right and, so and my my argument to that is is that uh is we're essentially and, and i hate saying this but i i, I don't want to say i feel because it sounds corny i think that the figc is trying like the referees association is trying to deflect they want mm-hmm. to deflect accountability, right? Oh no, that's one hundred percent what they're doing. Because they're going to say, "Well, shit, that's what the computer said. I didn't do yeah. anything." Like, yeah, they oh, don't want to take responsibility for their that, own shit actions. Exactly, because, like, for example, Colin, our friend Colin, brought up a really good point that one time we were talking, right, where he said, "How do we know how accurate these lasers are? What's the margin of error for these lasers mm-hmm. when we're looking at offside from essentially millimeters, less than millimeters?" And yeah. that's dictating, you know, the outcome of games where I'd be, I'd be okay with getting rid of bar for offsides, because like you said, if it's, if it's small enough and we survived with, with the offside rule for, for a hundred years and we were fine. Like if there's an advantage, you'll see it and put those linesmen to work as well. I feel like bar but- with the, with this digital image is completely ruining like the spirit of the offside rule. It's it's because of how they've implemented. They've tried to use this modern technology with an old style rule. And we've had, we have a video of this as well. We'll link it about using the hockey offside. Whereas as long as one part of your body is on side, you're on side. And it, it takes away all this guesswork. It actually increases offense, which is more exciting, opens up the game. It's better for viewership, but it's also just mm-hmm. that much quicker to call. And you're wasting less time on the VAR screen, and that is really what's destroying the game in itself. So it, it has these multiple benefits. Again, look at these successful leagues that do it and just, just say, hey, that's the one. Let's try that out. And they are actually trying it out. They've been doing this for like two years now. 
Yeah. And we haven't heard anything about it. Sweden and I believe Denmark. Yeah, where's the results? Why is nobody talking about it? You know, it's because it's it's Shefren. But look, if anything, they need to... People are pissed. You guys need... They need to rephrase the the offside rule. That one... Look, that one's black and white. And that one I'm not really too pissed off about, right? Whereas, like, for example... The one that pissed me off the most was the second goal that was taken back for an offensive foul. That, that one yeah. my, is my question. My question is: Is how the hell, as a VAR official, do you miss Farione looking? He kind of looks down, looks up, sees it go in the net, and then, ah! Oh, you see what like, you look at. How do you how do you miss that? <laughs> he, he chose not to look at it. Like, like, it's, it's, it's just like um, it's, they, they didn't they didn't miss it. They didn't. They did that. They disregarded it. So, like, that's I mean, less yeah. egregious than the Salernitana one, where they just clearly missed a guy offside by a few feet. Yeah, like, like, do you do you think that guy who approved it thinks he's completely right? No, it's 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 not in the rules. It's it's unsportsmanlike behavior, and someone allowed it, and you know they gamed the system. That's yeah. that was awful. But, that was but so the, disrespectful. But this is where it's so bullshit at the same time. It, yes, I know we're upset about Ferroni because, I mean, that's that's a pretty douchey thing you can do. But in the actual context of the game and where Keane got called back for fouling, having an offensive foul, how many times has he had he been dragged down? And in that case, he was battling through the man. He battled through another dude and deked out a third dude. And he's just balling through multiple times the defensive line. And he's getting hauled down and pushed around and shoved in the face. But now when he does it, as, as he's beaten his man, and it's literally his arm riding up the other guy's arm into his face, deal with it. I mean, that that's part of being a defender. You're going to get arms in the face. Everyone knows that, but somehow, all of a sudden, that's where you call the foul. Yeah. No, it's if if you call it, call it right there. Don't go back. And that how, too. How, yeah. how long? How long are you going to go back and review it? Here's what I think about the referee. Oh, brother, this guy stinks. Yeah. Well, my if it didn't look like a foul in real time, how is slow motion going to make it apparently change your mind? It always looks yeah. worse in slow mo. Yeah, everything looks worse in slow motion. That's what what I was just like sitting there. Absolutely. That's what she said because she knows it's coming and she can't do anything about it. But. Oh God. How? I'm I'm feverishly (laughs) looking for the drops. (laughs) But yeah, that that, that sucks. But you know what? Let's, let's kind of move on from the, from the VAR situation. Sorry, Dash. Um, Keen not celebrating with the team and not, because they had the camera on him when Cambiasso scored. No, he Not did. You missed buddy. it. He was he was huddled with Hans Nicolusi. He like when he fist pumped when he was on the bench, he walked down and he hugged Hans. I know, but, but I, 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 I so here, here, can't me, deny that he, he can't me, deny he didn't look like the guy who was holy shit, we're we're winning this in the ninety seventh minute. Let, let me <laughs> let me let me argue this because like for example, there's and this isn't me, like, for example, defending Moise Keen because of Moise Keen. No. So Moise Keen is, like, if you've ever seen him in training or anything, he's very, like, awkward. So, like, he he's like doesn't... like in a lot of ways. He, he is. Well, <laughs> like, he doesn't, like, so Keen doesn't really display a I mean, lot of emotion. No, like, so, like Bash, the emotionless one. 
So like Keen is very like one of those naturally like if you look at him and McKenny, like McKenny's the one that's doing all the talking and stuff, and like Keen's huddled up like this. It's just how he is personally. But the other thing I kind of wanted to argue why Keen didn't do anything or say anything, that assistant referee or that assistant coach literally just looked at the ref and laughed at him and got a red card. So I, I yeah. think I think Allegri or the staff were like, you need to sit over here, chill the hell out, because if you do anything, if you come out there and do anything you're going to get suspended for Fiorentina and they need him for Fiorentina because it's just Milik, him and Dusan. If Dusan did storm him. off and, and, and it's no excuse to no, it's that not. I, I understand why he was so frustrated. He got two. We well, got a yellow card. Clear. He got a yellow yeah, card for just looking card. at the referee just for yeah, looking so at he's him. got two, two amazing goals called back. Not the first time this has happened this season. And then he gets the yellow card. He storms off. And he was probably told, you need to go back off. Like, just chill out, be cool. Just, like, sit down and shut up kind of thing. You're, you're probably right in that mm -hmm. regard. Because yeah. we do he, know he does, he can have a bit of a temper. Because and... he's he's only 23 years old. He's he's still a kid, in a sense, right? Like, he's... Fuck oh, this up. shit, I'm out. Mm -mm. Fuck this shit, I'm out. No thanks. Don't mind me. I'ma just grab my the stuff pain. and leave. Excuse me, please. Fuck this shit. How yeah, long are much. these? That, that was it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But yeah, because I, uh, I saw because like I think he was with um because after he did the fist bump, he walked down and it was him and Hans and then like two of the technical guys and they were kind of just like this with each other because mm -hmm. like you got to understand, man. Like I per like I don't want to be a dick, but like, low key that referee was kind of just keen for some reason. He just woke up and chose violence towards Keen. That that's my personal opinion. Sure. But oh, for sure. I'm not I'm not excusing it. I'm listen. I'm we're podcasts. We're we're painting a mental picture for our listeners and stuff like that. So I just wanted to mention that they did exclusively show the camera uh, the 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 view of Keen when Cambiasso scored the winner, and it just seems like he was more upset about not letting the not allowing the two goals than for his team that yeah. you know yeah, just, I, for sure I, that was still for sure for sure but i, I just want to like also let people know like you guys got to look at like keen on like outside of like in game like keen like for example his videos with juve like keen is ridiculously like so, like if you could if you look up social awkwardness in the dictionary moise keen pops up like it, it's just how he is he's just like awkwardly tim like super super timid well, like the only time that really he's very like yeah like if face. you see <laughs> so like the dance that he did with mckenny when he scored the second goal like if you look at him when he was walking out for the juve he was just kind of like this and mckenny yeah, well, was the one that had the animated face. the animated face even though that that's keen celebration but everyone else that came and joined him were the ones that had like that exuberant smile going on yeah like keen, so keen he, is yeah, like he was, super yeah. awkward he he oh. wasted two celebrations on two goals that got called back. <laughs> That's pretty comical when yeah. you think about it. But you did know you what? See us? Did you see us on the live stream? How many times were we just like, oh my god, really? Oh, wait a minute. I, I, I was actually watching with my kid, and you know, uh, I kind of wanted to watch with him. But hey, watch alongs if you guys are listening. If you guys need someone to watch with, the boys are available. Sometimes I hop on. Um, but yeah, it's a uh, it, it was it's pretty comical. Let's talk about the actual. The actual game, I'm starting to think that Juventus is um, learning their identity, the new scrappy team uh, that has gone through so much adversity with the bands and with um, last season being so tumultuous. I like I like what I'm seeing. I, I like that 
you know, Locatelli is turning into a bit of a bit of a leader, even though he's young himself. There's players way younger than him. And I do enjoy that. Like I said, I do enjoy the fact that they went through adversity at a younger age. And this 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 team is prepared for, you know, bad times. Uh, so I really appreciate that. I, I, I like what I'm seeing. You guys, you guys enjoy the team, especially so, the last couple of games. So, like, for example, I think we've seen Allegri stamp right now, right? Defensive, defensive solidarity. <laughs> solidarity. Solidarity. <laughs> defensive solidarity. Um, we look at it outside of the Sassuolo game. We've only conceded two goals the entire season. Outside of that, that weird fiasco. Translation, Juve, don't play in the rain. If it's a raining, just postpone it. Don't play in it because you suck in it. Um, but... Uh, outside of that, you've only conceded two goals outside of Sassuolo. So defensively, look, everyone was knocking on Danilo, knocking on Rugani, knocking on Sandro, knocking on Gatti and Bremer and all them saying, eh, we need this kind of defender. Da, 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 da. Well, pfft, you, you got a pretty solid defense. Uh, the only the only concerns that when we're looking at it right now is we desperately need a dog as a striker, like the man, like we need one badly because – Inter have already dropped 22 goals this season. Milan is next to us, but Giroud has been cooking for them. Uh, and then all the other teams, like, for example, Roma with Lukaku. Lukaku has eight goals in ten matches for Roma, which is nuts. And, like, we all trolled that guy, but it's it's a pretty damn good stat line. So right now, yeah, we're we're in the conversation. We're at the Scudetto dance. But we need a striker that can create their own shot, that can be that complete forward, and is most importantly is available all the time. And right now we're rolling the dice. One day maybe it's Milik, the other day maybe it's Keen, the other day it's Dusan. Yep. Inconsistency, yeah. So there's there's still holes, still things to patch up. Yeah. Um, if you're talking about yes, are we going in the right direction? I, I think just naturally because we turned over a lot of the team as well, and we are now. 10 games in we did have a, a full this time a, a full preseason as well so that has helped out uh you know you know we still have the wings that are up in the air uh, you know Fajoli's position is a bit of a toss-up now so those are the things that are holding us back still yes have we have we grown are we starting to get that identity yes but at the, the, time, the window's opening right yeah there's so much more to do I, I mean, work in progress. Okay, it's 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 showing it's it's starting to be a very interesting season. I'm I'm looking forward to. Yeah, uh, I, th I think we're ahead of schedule. Uh, and and as far as like the rebuild goes, I think we might be one season ahead of schedule if That's if certain trajectory if certain players' trajectory continue and if mm -hmm. uh, certain people start you know carrying their weight per se, uh, then that window will open for sure. I'm just kind of curious to see how we wrap up the second quarter of the season, or as we like to call it, the patatone stretch, as the uh, Paramount Plus goons would call it. But we'll, we'll they see. Call it the batatone, you said? Yeah, patatone, I think. Because I would say like panatone, because it kind of ends when you start to eat panatone. Yeah, so it's panatone season. Get your panatones. <laughs> that's, but... that's what I'm calling it, anyways. Panatone. Uh, but. Yeah, we're gonna see where where we're standing because right now we're technically what one point behind, two, two points behind, two the points top. back from first place. Yeah. I keep I keep very good season, every, very so good start of the season so far. I should say, you know, for for Juve uh, to be in this position right now, kind of 
you know, the 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 three the front three. It's good to see. It's good to see because last season was a complete disappointment as well. Um we had we were in that like second, third place spot. That, like we technically finished third, right? So we're we're not doing yeah. that much better or worse. We're we're about on par. Yeah, last like season was a was a rag ragtag yeah, squad too. Oh, by yeah. the way, uh sorry, I'm I'm gonna bow out soon. A couple of things before I go. Please check out the interview that uh Kevin did, our man in Turin with Giuseppe uh Bognani with G just Juve. He has so many names, I don't really know what to call him. But Uncle Beppe, basically. His government uh, name. They hooked up in a government name. It was, a, it was a really good interview. I'm really proud of Kevin. He set up the camera nicely. We're definitely improving on that aspect because doing little interviews with around Turin visitors, it's kind of difficult. But I think this was a, this was a nice little uh, five-minute chat. Shout-outs to Kevin. I know he'll be listening. I, I think uh, a microphone upgrade. We're, we're going to have to invest because... Clean, clean those things up, right? That's just so you know, we want you guys to like and subscribe, obviously help us out. And yes, one please. of those things is going to go back to Kevin and his microphones because I know that's an area for improvement. So yeah. that's my quick little. No, totally. Help of, us out. Of, of yeah. support. <laughs> you say Spotify you... people, share this around so Spotify can get monetized. <laughs> yeah, you know, help, help us out. Oh, by the way, speaking of Spotify, I never brought that up, but we have a really good rating without me ever mentioning that Spotify has, you know, the star rating. We're like 4.9 out of 50 reviews or something. First of all, thanks to everyone who did that for us. And if you're on Spotify, you know, on your phone right now in a, in a, on a bus stop or at your local tannery shop, I don't know where you go, where you listen. Tannery? I don't even know. What, I don't <laughs> even know. What? I think that's where they, think that's where they process leather. <laughs> It's just Great a example. weird kink. <laughs> Anyways, if you're listening on Spotify, please hit those five stars. If you if you're gonna lower than that, don't even bother. But you know, just give give us those five five stars. Spotify is really blowing up for podcasters, and we want to take you on a on a Sonic adventure with us. Give us five stars. Um, I don't know what's happening. With Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> this is getting wild. Are we sponsored by them? Are we just I took. Say- Come in and get I your took, burgers I, at Sonic. I took some acid before that. But anyways, um, yeah, dudes, thank you so much. Um, a little bit behind the scenes. Dash, what do I do now? Do I just leave? or Just hit the <laughs> leave studio just button. Leave. <laughs> just get out of here already. <laughs> Hear the door slam. Don't, don't but not end recording, right? No, yeah, no, no. Hit, no, hit, no hit, leave studio. <laughs> leave studio because then it'll just be an awkward like sign off. And everyone's like, wait, did it, am I buffering? Am I buffering? And That's like, it. Wait, oh, it ended. That's, I think I got five more minutes. You guys go ahead. I'll 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 mute, I'll mute myself until I have to go. All right. I did want to bring something back because we mentioned him very quickly. Do it. Uh, the coaching staff off the bench that got the yellow card. Do you know what he said? Don't know what he said. That never really comes up. Uh, I mean, we can make guesses because Allegri was doing the choking. I I think he alluded to something like good, nice last minute choke. I think. So something to that effect. Look, I, it was hilarious because like you and I thought he was bleeding. Like we're like, is this guy? Does this guy have like a nosebleed or bite his lip or something? Because he was like this. Like Allegri was like, <laughs> it's like like what the hell is I he think, doing? I think he was trying to hold back the laugh because he was 
choking. And got, I think he was saying he's like ah, he was making fun. He was saying that they were choking. I think he was. Why, why do I? Why do I feel him. like? Why do I feel like Vafanculo was involved? Well, maybe probably. I feel like that was involved. And that's that's one of the few times I've actually seen like Allegri break character and like yeah, I, I he mean, did like, too. That's why like, it was so weird. Yeah, I don't mean like Mad Max where he's like stripping. No, 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 that Not is in like character. Him, yeah, that's in character. I mean, like him actually just like choking. I'm like sitting there, what the hell happened? Yeah. So for those of you just listening, we do have a picture of the gentleman up. It is Marlizio Trombetta. He is a coaching assistant. So that is who got the yellow card there towards the end for allegedly uh, just saying nice 96th minute choke. So there it is. <laughs> That's what, it. What an absolute legend. <laughs> Absolutely majestic there. Came in here, made the, the every time I hear someone say choking, I just think of the Reggie Miller meme where the guy's like, right. Yeah. Way to go, FIGC. You tried to try to cover the money line or the spread because I, I saw I saw the sport bet odds on Hell's Verona getting a nil-nil. I saw it. I saw it. I saw what you guys were doing. Yeah, maybe. I'm just maybe saying, hey, who knows? There might be some more sports gambling people getting leaked. <laughs> Gravina. <laughs> and we all know what Dash feels about sports gambling, though. I know. I know. I hate it. I hate it. So speaking of sports gambling, and this harkens back to the Fiago episode a couple weeks ago. Not so much sports That's gambling, right. but... Uh, Good shout. If, if you guys want to listen back to that interview, go ahead. We did discuss whatever came up today. You're right. But specifically... Uh, because this wasn't announced, it was alluded, and he had a bit of a conspiracy theory going on about it. So do listen back to the Fiago one that was what, 229, I believe. Yes. Uh, but Saudi Arabia has been awarded World Cup 2034. <gasps> you you didn't say Saudi Arabia. Saudi, the Saudi. Yeah, you didn't say Saudi. <laughs> okay, Hamza would get pissed at us if you didn't say Saudi. Yeah, his hands down one of the best, best Collins ever. He comes in with the whole spec staver saying he's like. He's like, Dash, you, you, you can't say Saudi. You have to say Saudi. And I was like, all right, I've my whole my whole announcing career has been a lie. A lie. I'm sorry. Yeah. And speaking of Saudi princes, Messi, uh, might as well just give him the Ballon d'Or as well because he won that today for the eighth time. That's a as thing? We, yeah, we said that in the beginning. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that fits here. <laughs> like, why? I don't understand. Like, to me, the Ballon d'Or is a bunch of grizzled people that just can't move on like let it go man messi it's like the academy awards it's like any of those awards i know like it's like the grammys at this point it's like taylor swift is like messi just give them like (laughs) taylor (laughs) just give it to taylor swift at this point just because she showed up but i i I don't look Everyone's going to sit there and say, well, because international football is the most important thing ever. Well, yeah, because Messi gets a freaking international tournament every summer now at this point. Now he's got Copa America this summer, another Copa America the following summer, and then the World Cup. It's like, dude. Now How do you feel just... about this, though? That may Because I know you've been angry a lot today, and I know I'm you like angry. this, man. Who Did you hear who got the top uh, goal, goalkeeper award? The Yashin Trophy. Oh, yeah. Fucking Martinez. Yes, yeah, your favorite, your nut grabber. The nut the, the sack man. Yeah, the sack man. How? Which, another World Cup winner. So like uh, you know. Connection. Okay, Buffon won the World <laughs> Cup back then, and they're just like, ah, fuck it, give it to Cannavaro. Like, what do you mean? Like I'm I pretty sure Buffon would have grabbed his balls too if he, he should. Yeah, he should have. That moral of the story, Buffon, grab your nuts. He would have won the ball door instead of Cannavaro. Um if you want to win trophies, grab your nuts. 
Like, what a joke, man. Like, the Ballondor, what an absolute joke. Like, what, what next year are they going to say, oh, because Messi won the MLS Cup, he deserves the Ballondor while also helping Argentina get through Combo because Combo is absolute garbage. Like, even Brazil's not shit. Like, like how how does the Copa America have any value? At I'm going to probably piss off a bunch of, like, South yeah, American Yeah, no, I, I mean, for, for people of those regions, they love it. It's their They, it's their they do, but when you're looking at it from strength, strength of schedule-wise, right? Like, outside of Argentina, like, Brazil maybe, and Brazil kind of bowed out embarrassingly in the World Cup as well. It's like, mm-hmm. it's a two-man race in there. So, like, every Copa America is going to be between Brazil and Argentina. So then, yeah. apparently now, every, every international, like, that to so like me every is, Champions League between Man City and Real. Yeah, well, like with every international trophy now, if Argentina wins or does decent in it, they're just like, oh yeah, just give it to Messi. Like, how can you have a four-week tournament determine what you've done in an entire season where you have Holland absolutely dominated the entire calendar year? Yeah, and unfortunately for him, unfortunately for him, he plays for Norway. Sorry, he doesn't play for Argentina. Like he plays for Norway and. Come on, what's what's the chance of Norway? Go ahead. Dash, sorry, I'm back for a couple of minutes to add a couple more things. What, in your opinion, guys, what was the last honest Ballon d'Or winner that wasn't a complete? It was Lewandowski you know, a few years back. He never won. Did he not get it? I thought. No. It, oh, he is. Yeah, he was supposed to get, it, but they then canceled. That, it. Messi got it. You want to know, you want to know the last Ballon d'Or was, I think probably 2008 and 2009. That to me was the last, last no, that was Messi's first Mm. First one. That, that for me was the last one because 2010 was absolute. This is what pisses me off. Right. So I'm going to, I'm going to go on this rant now. So from 2010, can I say a couple more things? I do have to leave. Sorry. He's he's like, Uh, I'm going to let him cook, but let me do this first. It wouldn't be fair for me not to mention the comment on, uh, you know, I mentioned on Twitter that we're going to be talking about 2011, 2012 season. Uh, Rich at Lupo Ragno, he mentioned that never forget that Lord Padawan transfer happened that season that sparked the the beginning of the dynasty, the the goat emoji. That's right. Uh, Yeah. So. Thank, thank you to all who participated, which is like one person. But it was fun. Don't it was fun say to that talk out about. loud. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun to talk about uh, that unbeaten season, and um, that's it. Thank you guys. Peace. Thank you. Um, we're close to wrapping up. Anyhow, I only have a couple more points. Yeah. Um, but first, I'm going to correct you, Dash. Okay. And it's not because I knew any better. It's because I used Google. Uh, Messi's first Ballon d'Or was 2009. Ronaldo did get a no eight. I mean, like the the nine ten season, or did I say eight nine? You said eight, eight nine. Regardless, okay. okay. Fuck so it. That, Messi's Messi's, Messi's first. first. <laughs> Messi's first. It's so been a while. Here's my issue, right? When I hear people on the internet, or I see people on X, Twitter, shenanigans, whatever, saying, "Well, the international tournament takes precedence," and blah blah blah, because it's the international tournament where the elite of the elite play. Okay, so let me let me let me riddle yes, you with this. No. Wesley Schneider in 2010 won the trouble with Inter. Absolutely bomb-ass World Cup. The only thing that really he got beat by was Xavi and Iniesta. Somehow Messi wins it then. Because, oh, Messi, individually, incredible, amazing, fantastic. Like, how, how does that make sense? Like, can someone make that make sense? If you're using, if you're using international football as your, as your metric, as your main metric, how is that a thing? Like, for example, 
I'm going to say this with 2018 Griezmann. How did Modric win it win it over Griezmann? If we're using international performances, right? Because Griezmann well, that, that not that year. You can't use that year. Yeah, you can't. You can't. <laughs> it only works when Messi's involved. That's the only time. And, and that to me shows like. As a player, he's an amazing player, but he is, in my opinion, he is the biggest industry plant FIFA ever created in my life, in my opinion. It's becoming more and more that way. It's quite obvious at this point. He's with the MLS. He's his star is waning. Uh, yeah, he's still. No, they're going to give it to him. If Inter Miami, if Inter Miami wins the MLS Cup and he does something in the CONCACAF Champions League, I would not be shocked. Well, they're out of Miami got knocked out of the playoffs. No, I know I'm saying right next away. season. Yeah, well, they, season, they, yeah. they 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 oh, were the sure. worst team ever when he came in, but magically they won the uh, the league's cup. But if if Messi does anything with the MLS and does anything with Argentina, I guarantee it he will be in the top three. I guarantee it. They oh, will put I know him in the for top sure, three, for sure. He's which is and, and this is what pisses me off about it. Move on. Like his last season at Barcelona was arguably his probably his most decent season in club football, if not his best. Yeah, and then it dropped off. Keep yeah. the keep the Ballondor as it was, the best performing player in a calendar year. And here's my thing: move on from Messi and Ronaldo, and that goes for you, the fanboys as well. Those guys are done. They're Nobody cares are about over. the fanboys, anyways. Uh, we care about the real football fans. Exactly. Uh, we know that none of them are here because they all left with Ronaldo. So. For the rest of you. <laughs> yeah, I know that was petty. Uh, so I, I think then it probably isn't too much discussion. Most people think Holland should have been the award winner this time. Yes. Yeah, with, I mean, pretty pretty easily. Oh, absolutely. If you think otherwise, I mean, put it in the comments. Let us know what you think. Like, okay, they're like, well, he didn't beat Messi's 198 goals in a calendar year, right? I'm like, dude, come on, man. Like, he was the most – what are we looking at now? Oh, he has to beat a record that's 12 years old for him to be considered the best player of this freaking season? Yeah, does like, winning the Champions League does the trouble? at all? <laughs> does the trouble not mean anything yeah, anymore? Yeah, the trouble, the whole trouble. <laughs> like, like – uh, Allegedly, the Premier League is the best freaking league in the world, and this guy was by miles ahead of everybody in the scoring charts, and they're just kind of like, uh, meth no. MLS, new Champions League. New, yeah, new apparently uh, the MLS is <laughs> the equivalent of the World Cup, the Champions League, La Liga, League on all of that. All right, let's not dwell on Messi. It is what it is. It's, it's, uh, it's like I'm not saying boat. he's a trash. I'm not saying he's a trash player. But no, 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 no not course. at all. But, but the, it's the whole. Stop sucking him off. He's old and has three kids and is married. Get off his nuts. And where does he shop? Pubex. He shops. Yeah, America. I don't know. I don't have those there. The American Kroger. I, Kroger is an American Kroger. It is an American Kroger. I don't, <laughs> we don't have those either. Anyways, it's, we're the only ones that have those. <laughs> this isn't a supermarket. <laughs> All right. Uh, now, also new coming out today. Juve now knows around a 16 Copa Italia opponent, and that is going to be Salernitana <laughs> after a 1 0 <laughs> defeat over Andrea Pirlo Sampdoria. Did you say 1 0? 4 0. Did I say 1 0? Oh, it's 4 0. I was going to say, I was like, this is a 4 0. 4 0. You know, Pirlo can't buy himself a win to save his life. And we had people that were telling me, remember the people that told us we should have kept Pirlo, Dave and Dash, when we were covering it on good. Twitch? No, it's yeah. good. <laughs> it's just as bad as the goobers that told us that we should have hired Ten Hag. The guy set the it's, record it's the for classic, worst. 
it's the classic like in the political situation where you hate the one person so bad that you just vote the other guy because there's yeah. no other options it's that same situation you, say, you were trying to make it sound like uh what's his face uh pure Lowe's I, like the joe biden of football <laughs> i'm not trying to put names to anything that's you fair know? <laughs> but yeah holy smokes man like i i just i remember i remember people telling you and i that we were dumb for saying stick with allegri and not tire ten hog or pure Low or any of that jazz and then it's like where are they? Crickets, 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 crickets. Can I just tr- trash all the Twitch followers too since we're not on Twitch anymore? So it's yeah, not like you guys either. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was mostly the Twitch people. They're like, you guys need uh, just anyway. how are you still defending Allegri? We should have kept Pirlo. Platform. Pirlo, yeah. Pirlo would have taken this to the scudetto. We would have won the title. We, we would have said like the, you know, my and this is for like our American listeners for this joke, but you know. People like that, they're like, if we had Pirlo for the Scudetto, you know what they remind me of? Dallas Cowboy fans. We got Dak. We got Mika Parsons. We got we got this. We go into the Super Bowl. Every year. They say that every freaking year since Troy Aikman left that played for that team. That was we what the nineties goes that. Yeah. Yeah, it was the early, early to mid-90s. They're like, we them boys, we them boys, we go into the Super Bowl. Like that's that's people that I hear that give me like that's literally people that essentially come in here and tell me, oh, yeah, Pirlo is a great coach. Oh, man, that's funny. Ten oh, Hag is a great coach. You're Dallas Cowboy fans. <laughs> yeah, speaking of Ten Hag, that was a 3-0 defeat on the weekend to City. <laughs> yeah, he want to know he set another record for it. And people were dogging Allegri. Hey, Allegri's setting all these negative records. We should have kept Pirlo and Ten Hag. Yeah, yeah I guess what? Actually, Ten Hag uh, just set the worst loss record of all of the presiding managers before him. Oh, man. I want to give a Goober. shout out since we're on, uh, on Jabroni. So uh, our good friend there over at Rabona TV, Adrian Sousa, actually just released a video ahead of the Derby. Uh, just the history of the Manchester Derby. And I watched that one and it was quite informative and really good. He gets, gets into like the 1860s and stuff. It's crazy. So check that out as well because uh, we love him and he's just got married. So. Give him a like and a subscribe because I mean he doesn't. His have life enough is of over. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he's great. he's great. He's killing it. He's almost. He's moving in like two eighty now, two hundred eighty thousand subs. So he's doing well. Give him yeah, a check. He's killing it. He's, he's a good yeah. friend of ours. Um, but otherwise, I think what that gotta, is the news. It is right. I think we just gotta look to Fiorentina. Mm-hmm. So that got, is next. So look to our pregame. Yeah. We're going to do it on, the, Saturday. Uh, on, on the YouTube. We'll do that there. We'll uh, pregame there and we'll say, we them boys, we going to the super. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> gosh, man. I can't be talking smack because I'm a Lions fan, but at the same time, it's Dallas. Nobody likes Dallas. But uh, I'm going to get a comment on here saying, I like Dallas. Hands up if you like Dallas. <laughs> Hands up if you like Dallas. You know, I, I can tolerate Frankie and Farad being Green Bay Packers fans, but, you know, eh, Cowboys, totally a different thing. Uh, but this one's going to be an interesting, so like Dave and I kind of had this discussion last week where we said, Hey, after 10 games or after this, are we, are we in the Scudetto dance? And I think we both agreed that we're in, right? We're, no, we're, we're in the dance. dance. We're at the we're dance. slow dancing, but we're dancing. Yeah. So I, I kind of want to tell you guys, despite some of the things that we've thrown here, some criticism for some certain things, certain aspects, we're happy. Like we're ecstatic about being at the dance. I think. I think our job right now is to kind of say, hey, guys, we're moving and it's feeling good. But also 
let Dave and I take you a little bit back down to earth because you don't want you to crash face first because that hurts like a bitch. Like, I'm not going to lie. I, I think it's fair as well to just give a perspective for those particularly that watch us all the time on YouTube, watch the watch alongs, especially coming in hot off a very frustrating game. Oh, we were hot. <laughs> yeah, we, we, were we hot. get we get hot. We get hot. That's why it is nice to come offline a couple days later, do these pods, give a calmer perspective, perhaps. But yes, there, we, we're still apprehensive. We still have points of concern with the team, yeah. especially. Yes, we are so good defensively, and that's something to celebrate, especially when uh, you're you're missing one of your 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 captain, one of your key guys back yeah. there, right? But offensively, look, my my lord, offensively. <laughs> Offensively, it's, <laughs> offensively is atrocious, and I think look, you're gonna have to put it on one guy right now because Millet coming off the bench did what he needed to do. Like he created that goal for Cambiaso. Technically, it could have been a Millet goal if it just took a friendlier bounce. Keen, Keen has stepped up at this point. I've never like Keen is the definition of a complete forward that we have right now. Yeah, without his finishing without the finishing. <laughs> well, technically, Which, I mean, he, he finished twice. He's, he's, uh, he can, but yeah, right now, Keen, for the age, the value, and the amount of money that he is being invested in, he is performing at or above expectation. I think the only thing that would really put him above expectation is if he finally gets on the damn score sheet, yeah. which I'm hoping yeah. when he finally gets some consistency. However, the main point of concern is Dusan Vlahovic because, dude, this is year two. And I don't know if this guy, I don't care. This guy does some crazy celebrations and does blah, blah, blah. Dude, you are five bad months away from finishing your Serie A career at Genoa, Lazio, Sassuolo, Atalanta. Well, we talked about it. Why is it that everyone else, even a guy that's currently banned for sports betting, is giving given five-year contracts and your apparent number one man, eh, let's give him a year or two. You know, give him one. See, yeah, let's give him one. Let's dang old carrot. See what we get. And, and the one is probably in. Look, they haven't released any details now. Yeah. We're just speculating, but the one is probably going to be them offsetting his cost. Like that. That's yeah. probably what <laughs> that's the thing. Yeah, just to amortize his. Paycheck. Yes. So, look, him and Keen are practically the same age. Keen makes about ten million less than him, roughly, right? And you're getting about the same amount of production. Had Keen scored those two goals within half the time of half the playtime, he's already gotten half of what Dusan would have gotten. And he already does a lot more. And look, you can argue and you can say, oh, Dusan's not healthy. He's going to be healthy. Watch when he gets healthy. Guys, availability is the most crucial stat of a professional athlete. Dabala. He's already out for Roma. Well, so like, exactly. It, yeah, it's the same thing. You it can is. bandy about this great player, and he is a great player when he plays. When he plays. When he's no, <laughs> not when he just plays, Dave. When he's actually, you know, in the game. Because apparently Back they're full saying fitness. He's allegedly trekking towards missing the Fiorentina game because he's not mentally and physically ready. You know, okay, you know what? So it's, it's, this is like don't, this is, he's, I don't want to get mad about this again. <laughs> I know, but us as Juventino, I'm going to ask you guys, as the viewers, the fans, and everyone, the, the, the people, let me get the pulse of the people here. I sound like The Rock. If you smell a little, little what the dash is cooking. You, smell, but, you sound like Trump. Let me, it's all about the people. What, what do the people want? <laughs> guys, I'm just here to tell you 
that Dusan Vlahovic was the worst trade agreement in the history <laughs> of the United States. There's the Trump. I don't. That was what my predecessor did. No, but uh, <laughs> that was actually pretty decent. Um, ah, I lost my train of thought. What was I talking? Dusan. You're talking about it Keen's amazing. Dusan's trash. Ah, well, you paraphrasing, but that's right. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, so let me let me get this from you guys, folks. We're paying this guy X amount of dollars, and you're not getting a finished product while you're keen essentially is creating his own shot beating players off the dribble the reason why i say that is dusan had an opportunity from about 23 yards out to take a defender one-on-one and he defers and shoots it and absolutely skies it instead of running at the defender and beating him on the dribble whereas moise keen goes up traps the ball does a quick one two beats one defender skins the second defender and takes a shot from outside the box and buries it and he's not fighting for a contract and he's not fighting for a contract. And the other, and the other goal as well, Keane receives the ball, slaps the shit out of Farione, allegedly, and then Fair. goes in, plays the ball off to McKenney, and then goes into the middle of the box and heads the ball into the net. And let's that- not forget last uh, last weekend, so two matches ago now. Um, yes, Mad Max yeah. lost his mind because Vlahovic didn't run off on uh, the pass there. Yeah. And, and and this is one of the so I and this is ironic because I agree with someone that I'm not a big fan of. Like him and I surprisingly agreed on this. Where Moise Keen is absolutely outplaying Dusan Vlahovic. I know, I know who you're talking about because I've seen those ex posts. And yeah. yes, I saw. I thought the same thing. Yeah. Like, oh my god, for once. <laughs> yeah. So like, at this point, Dusan needs to understand, man. Like, you only get X amount of time in the spotlight. And one of the things that I kind of want to give Keen a big up on is that Keen experienced that crash at Everton. Mm. Like he did. He he 100% experienced that crash because he went to Everton and absolutely stunk it up. Went to PSG, kind of picked it up a little bit, went back to Everton, and then came to us with no confidence whatsoever. And I wasn't the biggest Moise Keen fan. If anything, Dave was the one that kind of got me on the Keen Express. I, I was the fanboy for sure. Yeah, Dave got me on it. I was not a big Keen fan. So this isn't me just picking some random ass player to hype up for no reason. Like there is, there's some shit behind this. So for me, when I'm looking at this and it's like, for me, Dusan to me is like the biggest pansy I've ever seen as a striker. He needs everything provided for him. Can't do anything on his own. And yet he, there's no shred of accountability for him, which just kind of baffles me from my perspective. Or it's like uh, it's a lack of maturity. It, it's like an extreme lack. It's an extreme yeah. lack of maturity. Like for example, people want to you know use let's use the Keen celebration. People want to say, oh, Keen was immature because he didn't celebrate with the squad and blah 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 blah. Okay, but like when Dusan has a temper tantrum or Dusan makes poor decisions on the field or does an absolute stinker of a game like he did against Hellas, the double standards are as bad as Italian roughing. It is. And my and here's the thing that surprises me the most. I have Milanista and Interisti telling me, you guys might have something in Keen. Like I have people from other fan bases telling me that this guy has something. Well, Spalletti finally noticed him. Yes. Got a and yet our own fan base dunks on Moise Keen for some reason. Yeah, I, I don't really get it. I don't Not either. at all. 
he's got more experience. The irony of Moise Keen is he has more first team experience than arguably a good chunk of our players. And he's he's playing in England, France, and Italy. He has that he experience. Played, he played alongside Mbappe and Neymar as a starting left winger. Yeah, that's pretty big. Or a right winger, I believe. At like 2021, 20, whatever he was. Yes. COVID year or not, he still played with them. Yeah. And he tore it up. So I, I we're we're broken record at this point. Let him come. Let, let us see what he has. Just Look. like Combiasso, they went out, they showed what they have. Make those adjustments. Yes. Dusan needs to mature and make those adjustments because if he doesn't. He's going to be like someone we were. I I still remember, and you guys need to look at him. Christoph Piontek, remember him? Oh yeah, hot six months at Genoa, came to Milan, did kind of well, not as hot, and then the next two seasons, injuries, not mentally there, and then where is he in some third division in Germany right now? For all I know, he was at Salernitana, but like Dusan, dude, you got to understand, man. When you get to the big leagues, you only got so much time. Because no one's going to, right now, nobody is buying on you. Because here's the thing that a lot of people don't want to admit. Juntoli walked in and said, nah, this guy got to go. And they couldn't sell him. And they couldn't. They tried really damn hard to move him. And look, well, not not for a financially sound sum in any case. Yeah. <laughs> like they could have sold him for. They could have. They could have let him walk. But that, that would be absolutely catastrophically yeah. dumb. But look, folks. When your sporting director is telling you, hey, I need to move this guy and I'm willing to take Lukaku's contract and whatnot to move him, that's a red flag. That is a huge red flag. And right now, Juve are forced to play this guy because they financially cannot afford to bench him. Nope. Well, there is the first bark. I think the trick-or-treaters are coming. That is perfect timing. It is perfect timing. But we're going to end on a bright note here. Otherwise, I mean, we're just going to end on dash and i don't know i think i think we got to go offline and maybe have a chat he's he's been he's been extra sad lately he can't he doesn't even have his headphones on right now he doesn't even know that i'm trash talking him. all right <laughs> i heard it all okay all right so probably by the time most of you are listening to this which is november 1st uh, we are recording this on 31st of course but november 1st 1897 was the formation of our beloved team Juventus. Our team is turning 126 Juve we're old as fuck but we still got it. <laughs> uh, so yeah, happy birthday Juve. Uh, expect uh, yeah, probably get some posts and things out tomorrow. Uh, you know, you got pictures of the benches and all that stuff coming out. The classic. The classic. Um, I guess a little shout out to the J Museum. They They have a cool little See if I have that footage. I have a, like a, a smoky bench kind of coming out, and they have the Star Wars things coming out telling you the whole story. It's kind of cool. The Jay Museum's uh, pretty well done. And they just updated the trophy cabinet because we got so many of them. Uh, so, yeah, that's that. Happy birthday, Juve. Moving forward, we do have Fiorentina on the weekend. So, pregame, that's going to be a Saturday. Probably some uh, FC24 Pro Clubs that evening as well, I presume. As well with FC24, we have to play. Uh, week by week, we're doing it. We're doing the FC24 career mode. So that's all happening 
on Saturday. And then Sunday is the game. Join us for the watch along. Me and Dash. That's going to be 2.45 Eastern time. Oh, baby. Has the time changed yet? It will this weekend. It will. Be aware. The time's changing this weekend. So I'm going to make sure that my time is right when I post it up. Make sure your time's right. And we will see you in any one of those four upcoming videos or uh, events, I should say. Dash, takes away, buddy. All righty. Calcio, calcio. No, I'm just kidding. But anyways, <laughs> guys, guys, ladies, gentlemen, cats and dogs, and all the in-betweens and everything like that. Uh, guys, thanks for tuning in. This one is a uh, special feature episode because we went a little bit longer than an hour, but we had a lot to talk about, a lot of fun stuff. Uh, always, again, best regards from the host that loves you the most, and it's not me. It's Farhad. I'm not that self-centered to use. We don't love you phrase. at all. No. Yeah. No. That's <laughs> no. Of course Dave and I do. hate all of you. No. But anyways, guys, uh, look. We're trending in a positive direction. We're moving where we need to do, uh, go. However, I think the one thing that Dave and I would love to ask all of you guys is be reasonable reasonable within your expectations. Uh, yes, it feels good and it feels warm and fuzzy because we haven't felt like this in a couple of years. But again, remember, keep yourself on the ground while you're enjoying it. And most importantly, enjoy it. Also, as I sign you off here, make sure you guys drink some water, stay hydrated, check on your friends, and Forza Juve 231 out.